0: Section number 10 of Light Science for Leisure Hours. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Light Science for Leisure Hours by Richard A. Proctor. Floods in Switzerland. Recently, see Date of Essay, we have witnessed a succession of remarkable evidences of nature's destructive powers the fires of vesuvius the earth throes of the sub-equatorial andes and the submarine disturbance which has shaken hawaii have presented to us the various forms of destructive action which the earth's subterranean forces can assume in the disastrous floods which have recently visited the alpine canons of switzerland we have evidence of the fact that natural forces which we are in the habit of regarding as beneficent and restorative may exhibit themselves as agents of the most widespread destruction i have pointed out elsewhere how enormous is the amount of power of which the rain cloud is the representative And in doing so, I have endeavored to exhibit the contrasts between the steady action of the falling shower and the energy of the processes of which rain is in reality the equivalent. But in the floods which have lately ravaged Switzerland, we see the same facts illustrated, not by numerical calculations or with the results of the philosophical experiments, but in action and that action taking place on the most widely extended scale the whole of the southeastern or as it may be termed the alpine half of switzerland has suffered from these floods if a line be drawn from the lake of constance in the northeast of switzerland to the col de Balme in the southwest it will divide Switzerland into two nearly equal portions, and scarcely a canton within the eastern of these divisions has escaped without great damage. The cantons which have suffered most terribly are those of Tessin, Grissens, and St. Gall. The St. Gothard, Splungeon, and St. Bernardine routes have been rendered impassable. Twenty-seven lives were lost in the St. Gothard Pass, besides horses and wagons full of merchandise. It is stated that on the three routes upwards of eighty persons perished. In the village of Lauridio alone no less than fifty deaths occurred. So terrible a flood has not taken place since the year 1834 nor have the cantons of uri and valais escaped from unterwalden we hear that the heavy rains which took place a fortnight ago have carried away several large bridges and many of the rivers continue still very swollen i have already described how enormous the material losses are which have been caused by these floods many places are under water Others in ruins are absolutely destroyed. In Tessin alone the damage is estimated at 40,000 pounds sterling. A country like Switzerland must always be liable to the occurrence, from time to time, of catastrophes of this sort. Or rather, perhaps, we should draw a distinction between the two divisions of Switzerland referred to above. Of these, the one may be termed the mountain half, the other, the lake half of the country. It is the former portion of the country which is principally subject to the dynamical action of water. A long continued and heavy rainfall over the higher lands cannot fail to produce a variety of remarkable effects. Where the arrangement of mountains and passes, hills and valleys and ravines is so complicated, there are places where a large Volume of water can accumulate until the barriers which have opposed its passage to the plains burst under its increasing weight, and then follow these destructive rushes of water which sweep away whole villages at once. It is, in fact, the capacity of the Swiss mountain region for damming up water far more than any other circumstance which renders the Swiss floods so destructive. And then it must be remembered that there are at all times suspended over the plains and valleys which lie beneath the alpine ranges enormous masses of water in the form of snow and ice, although in general these suffer no changes but those due to the partial melting which takes place in summer and the renewed accumulation which takes place in winter yet when heavy rains fall upon the less elevated portions of the alpine snow they not only melt the snow but more rapidly than the summer sun would do but they wash down large masses which add largely to the destructive power of the descending waters the most destructive floods which have occurred in switzerland have usually been those which take place in early summer the floods which inundated the plains of Martigny in 1818 were a remarkable instance of the effects which result from the natural damming up of large volumes of water in the upper parts of the alpine hill country. The whole of the valley of Bangs, one of the largest of the lateral branches of the main valley of the Rhône above Geneva, was converted into a lake in the spring of 1818. By the damming up of a narrow pass into which avalanches of snow and ice had been precipitated from a lofty glacier overhanging the bed of the river drance the icebury enclosed a lake no less than half a league in length and an eighth of a mile wide and in places two hundred feet deep the inhabitants of neighboring villages were terrified by the danger which was to be apprehended from the bursting of the barrier they cut a gallery 700 feet long through the ice while the waters had as yet risen but to a moderate height and when the waters began to flow through this channel its course was deepened by the melting of the ice and at length nearly half the contents of the lake were safely carried off it was hoped that this process would continue and the country be saved from the danger which had been so long impending over it but as the heat of the weather increased the central part of the barrier slowly melted away until it became too weak to bear the enormous weight of water which was pressing against it at length it gave way so suddenly and completely that all the water which remained in the lake rushed out in half an hour the downward passage of the water illustrated in a very remarkable way the fact that the chief mischief of floods is occasioned when the water is checked in its outflow for it is related that in the course of their descent the waters encountered several narrow gorges and at each of these they rose to a great height and then burst with new violence into the next basin sweeping along forests houses bridges and cultivated land. Along the greater part of its course the flood resembled rather a moving mass of rock and mud than a stream of water. Enormous masses of granite were torn out of the sides of the valleys and whirled for hundreds of yards along the course of the flood. M. Escher relates that one of the fragments thus swept along was no less than sixty yards in circumference at first the water rushed onwards at a rate of more than a mile in three minutes and the whole distance forty-five miles which separates the valley of banks from the lake of geneva was traversed in little more than six hours the bodies of persons who had been drowned in martingay were found floating on the farther side of the lake of geneva near vevery thousands of trees were torn up by the roots and the ruins of buildings which had been overthrown by the flood were carried down beyond martingay in fact the flood at this point was so high that some of the houses in martingay were filled with mud up to the second story beyond martingay the flood did but little damage As it here expanded over the plain and was reduced in both depth and velocity. From the Daily News for October twentieth, eighteen sixty-eight. End of section ten. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.